On today's episode of the Productivity Podcast, I'm talking to Anthony Abbott, who recently quit his job to pursue freelancing and now has the perfect work-life balance. Welcome to the Productivity Show, the show that gets you where you want to be fast. Smash your goals and achieve more with actionable, easy to follow advice and become a Jedi master of productivity. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. All right, hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Productivity Podcast. And today I'm really, really excited to have on my friend Anthony Abbott from the Bay Area. And Anthony is an animator and motion graphics artist. Hey Anthony, thank you so much for being on today's show. Hey Paul, thanks for having me. It's it's a treat. Awesome. No, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I, I met Anthony a couple of months ago. He actually did my seven-day productivity plan, which is the free email course that I had. And uh, in, in my first email, which goes out to people, I asked people, hey, can you please reply and, and uh, let me know what you're struggling with and how I can help you? And, the, and I try and get people to, to uh, converse with me and tell me their story. And Anthony blew me away with his story. And he was so into the, the seven-day plan. And he, he was just m- making such amazing progress. And uh, so we got to talking and eventually I actually did a case study on Anthony, which is now part of the personal productivity toolkit, because I was so impressed with his story. And I'm going to ask Anthony to go into all of this. But um, I was super impressed that he he really um, uh, leapt into the, the seven day plan, actioned everything and um, and just made huge um, progress with everything that he was working on. It was it was a really inspiring story, which is why I had to include it in the toolkit. Um, so Anthony, no, thank you so much for being here. And I wonder if you could just tell everyone and tell us to begin with um, a little bit more about yourself, who you are, what you do, and, and uh, yeah, maybe tell us a little bit about the journey you've sort of gone on over in the last six months and where you've come from and, and what you're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, yeah, my name's Anthony. I'm from uh, the Bay Area here. Um, I wound up doing animation. Um, I, I was always told that, you know, you need to go the business route, you need to be a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, um, some, you know, one of those things that, that you could actually make money with. So it's, um, I'm kind of pinching myself now that I'm, that I'm in this industry, the creative industry, and uh, it's, it's very exciting. Um, I, I'm super passionate about uh, wakeboarding and snowboarding, and uh, my, latest, my latest addiction has been surfing, actually. The last six weeks, I've gone six in a row here. Um, but no, I, I love sports. I love the arts and the music. And I originally studied um, advertising. Uh, I thought that it would be a really good outlet to kind of mix the um, my love of music and art and and get that kind of into a into the business world and uh, have an excuse to be a little creative. But in the end, I I decided to go with. Um, being being in the production world, just making beautiful things, and uh, so here I am now. I've uh, my wife and I. We've been married for about six years, and we've lived in L.A. Um, and New York, and uh, the last couple years here in uh, San Francisco area. So it's it's been a real treat. Um, and one of the uh, I think one of the things that that you find in life is as you as you pursue your goals as you pursue your, your passions um there's you got to pay your dues you that you know there's a price to be paid and for me um studying the business world and, and advertising and marketing i i never got a real chance to find out about the the whole the animation industry the creative world and so when i got into it it was very much a side passion that that I loved to do, and it, it turned out I, I ended up having an opportunity to um, go to a big studio in LA, and they they picked me up, and it was it was kind of a, a dream come true, um, and it life was it was it was simple. It was the the studio that I was at had things so well that the machine, their pipeline, so well. Um, figured out it was just a well-oiled machine and so we were off at five every day and um, leaving LA and going to New York and ever since um, the last probably four years um, it's not been the case I found that you know my passions have at times and and I would say for the majority of the time uh, been used against me Um, you know what you love to do 
Um, well, if, if you love doing animation and design and, and 3D, then they can easily keep you there and they can push up the deadlines and they can, you know, they, they can invite you into a, a conference and say, hey, you know, welcome to the project. There's no time, no money, and it's due yesterday. You know, <laughs> good morning. You know, like, um, welcome to the project. Uh, and I think that mentality, that that kind of world, that that industry feel of of these insane deadlines, just blew me away, you know. Um, and so, yeah, the coming across to you, you know, and, and I'll I'll pause there. That when when I um, first came across to you, I was I was at a point where I was uh, I don't want to say desperate, but I was I was um, looking for a solution, an escape route, uh, a way to really get some traction in, in leaving or going freelance, either going back to school, something had to change. Um, and so that's, that's really when I, I first discovered you, Paul. Um, and that was, that was probably two and a half, three months now. Yeah, no, that's um, like one of the things that surprised me when we first started talking was was like how much you you fit into your life because you you're a very passionate guy. You've got all these different uh, things that you're doing. You've got the surfing, the wakeboarding, all these different like extreme sports and things that you're doing. And then you've got your your work, and obviously you're a very motivated, hardworking person. It's just it really impressed me. Like, yeah, how much you you fit into your your day and your week? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot to do, and really. Um, I think one thing that uh, you summed up perfectly about productivity is that it it really is the superhuman power. It, it for me, um, what I value and what I think I was incredibly um, thirsting and hungering for was balance. Was balance in all factors: personal, social, um, recreational, marital, in in every form. And I think, you know what I talked about the last three, four years of my passions being used against me or, or being used um, at my expense um, was the ability to, to find that balance and, and to be productive um, and efficient in, in getting the things done so that I could live and I could do the things I could wakeboard and I could go on trips. And um, so product, productivity for me is if I can nail that, if I can have balance, then I can do what I want to do, um, and uh, th- that's everything. I mean, that's all inclusive. So, so productivity for me is is I think the the greatest challenge. If I could conquer that fully in my life, I I think the result of that would be, um, I mean, it, it's completely liberating. Yeah, wow, you use some great words there, like liberating. It's just like you you talk about productivity in such a passionate way and um, you make me more motivated. So that's really cool. (laughs) So so balance, you really mean, do you really mean like striking the perfect, um, I don't want to use the word balance in my definition, but yeah, I guess like striking the right balance between not spending too much time on, say, work and and sacrificing the other areas of your life. Is, Is that kind of what you mean then? Absolutely. And the, I think the biggest pillar in balance, especially being an American, I mean, it's, it comes down to work-life balance. Um, and really, maybe it should be just having balance in your life and work is a part of that, yeah. you know? Yeah, and and um, it 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 is one of these problems that like so many people struggle with, including me at times. You know, I'm 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 far from perfect, and and making sure I can fit everything in around work and the stuff I'm doing on my site and and everything else that I want to do is it's tough. Like I think it is one of the most common problems people face. Um, oh, absolutely. You always blow me away with how fast you get back on emails and things to be on. Like, <laughs> you, you just really have segmented these these little hours, little vignettes, windows of time to be able to keep up with that. It's it's been uh that's been impressive to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Well, uh, the thing with the email is like when I when I when someone emails me, if it's coming from my site, I really want to um, try and get back to people quickly, just because I want people to have a good experience. And if I think people are often like quite impressed if you can get back to them quickly, and I want them to know that look, hey, there is a person here. I do care about you, and I do care that you've sent me an email. So I just want to put in a little extra effort to to reply to those people um, quite quite quickly. Um, but. 
Anthony, yeah. I wanted to uh, I wanted to backtrack a little bit. So with the like going back to what you were doing before. So you were working for this company. You, sorry, and this was you were doing animation for this company, right? Yes, yes. And so um, and it, it was really the deadlines and the workload then. Were, were those the biggest challenges? Like what, what were the biggest things sure. that you faced that were kind of, I guess, throwing you off balance? Sure, sure. Um, well, I would say, first of all, um, when I, I left New York, uh, New York was the extreme low of having uh, my work-life balance pretty much dashed to pieces. We're talking... Uh, several nights a week, sometimes three, four in the morning, taking taking a taxi ride home. Sometimes seeing the sun um, <laughs> beginning to come up. Uh, I left that for the sake of finding balance. Um, and in flying out and coming out to the West Coast, out to San Francisco here, um, uh, you know, I had I had hopes of uh, nailing it. Uh, this is about two years ago, um, and uh, so I. I got a. I was living really close to my job, so I thought it turned out to be a three-hour, sometimes three and a half-hour commute. Wow! Uh, about an hour and a half, hour and forty-five there and back to the city. Um, Bay Area traffic is terrible, so even if I had a normal work day, I was. It was a twelve-hour day. Yeah. So, um, being in the industry that I am in, I've already said it. Um, it, you know, it can be out of control. Um, so, if I was even pushed an hour or two later, that's twelve to fourteen to fifteen hours away from the house. Yeah. Um, which you can imagine that it 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 can. I so the main obstacle I would say is commute and work time, but the the problem was is that I I still am. Uh, I have a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of uh, motivation and a lot of, uh, I would say, practicality behind what I do to try to get things done or what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so I had this motivation to get out and to try to make things happen. But with, with my schedule dashed to pieces so often, the biggest, the biggest obstacle was finding an escape route and getting traction having the energy enough to keep it going, having a long-term plan enough to stay organized and stay, you know, calibrated on my goals. And the reality was is that I would try and I was so active and I was so energetic, but they would be small binge periods before I realized that I'm stuck. And um, not that I stopped, but there's only so much time and energy that you can continually put into preparing to leave your job and preparing to get your portfolio, your reel, and, and having time to meet with others and network and uh, improving your own self-development. There's only so much you can really do the way that I was doing it. And it was it, it wasn't a way that, that really had no task management, no, it was like I was being very active, but incredibly inefficient and uh, unproductive with with my efforts so you were yeah that's a really nice way to put it like you were doing lots of stuff but not necessarily making any steps towards your goal you're almost like going sideways you're doing all this work but but yeah. not really getting forward is that what you yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it was not an accumulative effort it was sporadic it was you know there was all these little vignettes of time spent with this and that and there was no long-term connection to all these little um you know efforts that I was making um and so that's that's you know that lasted for probably I would say I when I first started working at that company about two years ago about about six months in I was pretty set on okay you know what this isn't working yeah and it took a good year um, to or a little over to finally get to the point where a couple months ago I was, you know, I was able to successfully leave, um, and uh, and I'm sure I can tell you all, all about that. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I can totally relate to what you're saying. Like, it's not it's a big decision deciding to like 
leave your job and especially if you're going to like go out on your own and do a free pursue like a freelancing career that's a huge decision so i can see how you know you can fall into that trap of of um you know it takes so much time as you build up the confidence and get ready but i had a sort of similar experience as i was um deciding what i wanted to do about my job i, I left my job earlier this year and i'm now in a in a young company with a friend of mine it's a bit of a startup and it's um completely different How but exciting it, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome but it takes time doesn't it to to really make that decision i mean I find that um, uh, changing jobs was was huge for me. Like uh, it was, it's such a because because you spend so much, such a huge portion of your day. I mean, for you, it was like two thirds of your day. You know, yeah. um, at your at your job to actually change and spend your day with different people in a different place, doing different things. It's a massive endeavor. So I can completely see how it takes that long. But I guess for everyone listening, the the challenge to everyone out there who's even thinking of doing that and, and looking at their options and working out what they want to do and maybe they're looking at leaving or trying something else. I guess my only advice was like would be if you, if you are like try and come to that decision sooner rather than later because when you do eventually make the decision you'll just wish that you had um acted upon it sooner w would you agree oh absolutely i i mean i can tell you that this is it's it's been the best decision i've made in the in the past 6 years i mean it is wow. it is um it's been uh profoundly enlightening and and liberating um so it's it sounds fairy tale and it really I, I i said this earlier in an email to you but um when i listened to that second podcast from um the interview you did with Johnny o O'Donnell yeah um it, the the whole idea of just taking your life planning your life and making what you want out of it um and then and then planning the leftovers he was saying yeah. that you know work included you know it could be um, you plan your vacations, you plan what's most important to you with your family, um, your own self-dev time, um, vacations, you know, et cetera. And then work and all secondary is included, but that's, that's kind of an afterthought. That's like secondary. And, and that blew my mind for me. Um, and, and that's, I think about your second podcast or so, that's when I, had, I was almost all the way done with your seven-day productivity course. And that's when in Asana, I, I made a project called One Month Project Freedom. And oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I just, that's where all of my tasks, plans, and everything just the rubber hit the road. And um, yeah, it, it, was, it was exciting. And that idea is revolutionary. Plan your life first, you, not your work, or don't plan everything you want to do after work you know, like plan you first, um, to really do that is, you know, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was a great chat I had with Johnny and when he, when he, um, introduced that and dropped that bombshell of an idea and into the podcast, it, it blew my mind as well. And I was just like, wow, what a great way to live your life. And so for anyone interested, like that's episode number two of the productivity podcast. If you go to poolminers.com slash two, uh, you'll find the episode there. And yeah, Johnny just talks about, plan it like anthony said just planning what you want to do in life or in terms of holidays where you want to go how you want to spend your time plan all of those good things first and then work out how your job or your your income is going to fit in with that and no, that's not to say it's easy but um if you can if you can adopt that mentality it can be incredibly liberating as anthony said um yeah. now i wanted to go on and talk about what you're doing now more in the freelancing stuff but before we do um something sure. something you said at the end reminded me of uh something we i included in your case in the case study uh, um, from the details that you sent through but um sure. you you tried a few things before hadn't you you mentioned like books and things that you'd read and you had all the i love yeah. the the testimonial you eventually gave about you had all this um these nuggets of information but uh, translating it into a practical process was tough, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think what I overall big picture of what I'm getting at is, is you know, I some of the big books that I that I've grown up with and that I love, and I, I think I'm kind of a self help nut. Yeah. Um, I think this all goes into that. But you know, I love Dale Carnegie and I love Stephen R. Covey, and I I love all those seven habits and his eighth habit and how to win friends and influence. That all that stuff is so practical it's so common sense and you know there's there's all these things that I'll continually read TED talks YouTubes 
you just get experience in life. You have all of these little nuggets, gold nuggets of knowledge to help you get from A to B. But um, in the end, uh, I think, I, I, I mean, I told you this before, but I, I hadn't decided to actually leave my job and go freelance um, until I learned and, and had gone through this process with you. And what it gave me was some, some practical contemporary tools like the rubber hits the road tools. Okay, you have this knowledge, you have this motivation. How do you actually incorporate this and apply this in the context of your everyday life? Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that last, you might have all of the 90%, and I think it really is 90% motivation and, and um, that last 10% of actually getting it through and make it from A to B is, is these contemporary tools like Asana, a task management system. Um, and when, when I discovered those and saw how exciting it was, I mean, just one week in Asana of writing four or five tasks and getting email updates at the end of the week of seeing everything that you've done, it's you get this big picture kind of a gift <laughs> and perspective. And you're like, oh, man, I actually have done a lot this week. And I am, you know, you see yourself in context of, the, of the, your larger goals. And it's, it, it re-motivates you um, as you use these tools that you teach about, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's no surprise. Like, yeah, Asana is one of my f- absolute favorite productivity tools. Um, I use it every single day, and I, I, I you know, I, I find the advice that I give on the in the plan and stuff is easy. But it's um, as so many people um, kind of fall through the cracks, and I just think, yeah, by just getting the getting the work down into a tool like Asana, listing everything that you want to do, and creating those projects, like you mentioned, Project Freedom, I thought was awesome. Like. Uh, you know, just getting yeah. those kind of things, everything that you're working on, all of these ideas out of your head and into a tool like that, A, it, it completely de-stresses you because you're not bottling it up, just thinking yep. about it, trying to remember, but you can actually yep. start to make sense of it and go, right, well, if I just put some due dates on these things and say, well, I need to do that one first, so I'm going to do it this weekend, or I'm, and then I need to do these three, three things after that before I can then do this thing, you, you put everything into a sequence. The, the project plans itself, you know, and it's um, yeah. once you've got that plan in place, it's just a case of doing the work, like that last 10%, like you mentioned, and it becomes a lot easier to, to actually implement the things you've previously only thought about, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so Anthony, tell me a little bit more about your, what you're doing now. First of all, like, what does it feel like? So you're, you're, you know, completely in control of your schedule, dictating your own hours. Like, how does that feel? Um, it, it feels, I, I think I've said <laughs> liberating is the, the word of the night, I the guess. Go, the go I mean, it's word, a little yeah. overdramatic, but, um, it's, it's been, um, I'll tell you, it's the best thing I've ever done. And, um, you know, there, it, it's, it's not all, um, you know, there, there's some cons to, to freelance, you know, th- there are times where, you know, you may jump on a project and it's a sinking ship, you know, it might be, I mean, you are, you're trying to be consistent in an inconsistent work environment because your work environment is always changing. Um, but to be able to say no is incredible yeah. or to say, you know what, I can't work the weekend or, this isn't going to work out next time. That freedom um, overpowers any horrible situation you might find yourself in. And for the most part, from what I've seen, the, the difference between working in a, a freelance environment compared to salary um, is, is on, only good things um, so far. Even if it is late hours, even if there's a point where they're asking you to do things that you, you eventually say yes to. Um, there's a level of respect um, and uh, a trust that they have in bringing you in that you already start off with. Whereas if you're a salary, there can be a lot of laziness in management and just expected late hours, um, and you end up having to do it. Oh, I guess I guess a lot of a lot of people do, but for the most part, dictating your own schedule is still a, a very um, it is still very much a part of that freelance experience even though your job does change you know from ev- every couple weeks you know 
Yeah, so so let's go into the schedule then. So, because obviously, you, yeah, you mentioned you've got things changing, and I imagine you've got a couple of clients. Actually, quickly, what are what are some of the some of the clients you're working with? Sure. Well, um, since I've been out, um, I left a, a company uh, called Bonfire Labs, a wonderful company, actually. It just it wasn't my it wasn't my uh, fit per se. Um, still, some wonderfully talented artists. But uh, I left there and I worked um, with Apple on a, a quick project. Um, uh, I did a, after that, a Google project for about a month and a half, a very large one, um, uh, which was exciting. It's NDA. I can't really tell you about the content. No. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you'll see it next year. Uh, the... Um, the last project I was on was at uh, Square, which is um, uh, the little slider cards, yeah. you know, that um, a lot of a lot of small businesses have. Um, I was on a two-week project with them, which was um, exciting. I mean, it's, they're right there. It's the guy, you know, right next to Twitter there in, in San Francisco. Um, just wonderful space. And, and again, the, you know, I say there's cons to always moving and changing, but there's also a lot of excitement. Um, and, and some of these spaces that you get to work at are just, they're beautiful and, um, you know, to be able to change things up is refreshing, you know, you, oh, you, you, you feel are, like you're escaping the trench you <laughs> or are, the rut. <laughs> you're sorry to interrupt you. You're so spoiled. Like I, I cause I'm, I'm a, yeah, big into like following these kind of tech companies and, and, you know, follow what's going on in the Bay area and Silicon Valley. And it's yeah, so yeah. exciting watching these companies and you're so spoiled that you get to go and spend time at these awesome companies and you, you do it in kind of these small little stints and you get to work in these beautiful places and see what they all look like. And you don't yeah, have to commit yeah. to one. So that's, that's awesome. I'm so, so happy for you. Thanks. Yeah, it is. It is fun. Uh, I would say it's there's I would I would <laughs> to anyone thinking about it, I would definitely say it's it, it's worth a shot, you know. Yeah, um, the whole That's freelance cool. gig. Well, what did you do for, for Apple? Because I'm a big Apple nut. What would, did anything I would recognize or that's out now or is it still yet to be released? Um, yes, uh, it, it was a video. It's an internal video. Um, so it won't be, unless you're an Apple employee, actually, right. <laughs> this one you won't be seeing. Um, but, uh, no, very exciting. Uh, Apple, um, Apple's an exciting company to work with, but they can also, uh, they, their level of, um, of, uh, detail in their critiques and in their overall process, uh, and their budgets allow this. You end up, I mean, we ended up making it, I think, two full times with completely different scripts and completely different looks, oh, wow. which was actually, you might say like, oh, gosh, that must have been a drag. But to be able to work with um, the, the kind of, uh, they, they, I'll say this, they, if they want to do it a certain way, they will give you the time and money for it. And that's that's a blessing. That's a you know, that's something that is, um, uh, lots of times you'll be in, end up with a client that if they want you to redo it, you end up doing something really fast and, and yeah. helter skelter. So, uh, it was a treat to be able to do two different looks with them and, and push that out. Yeah. I imagine getting, you know, balancing, uh, client expectations must be tough, but to, to get a client that like that, who's like, no, no, let's do this properly. Let's take the time and, and do yeah, this well. Yeah. It must be really good. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a great exercise. So so coming back to your schedule then, because if you're, uh, I imagine you might have a couple of um, projects on the go at once, and you've got different deadlines to meet. How do you? What is your current sort of um, tactical method for for planning your work and then sh scheduling your time and really making sure that you can get everything done? Can you walk us through that bit? Yeah, totally. Um, well, I think it it comes back to uh, an evolution on your uh, weekly reviews. So um, in transitioning to freelance, uh, there's a lot of pressure in, um, in having to prove yourself to a company. Uh, you're always the new employee in a sense, if you look at it that way. Um, but you're always meeting people. You're always having to reprieve, reprove yourself um, on, on not just your artistic level or your organizational level, but with um, even with you know, notes and things that I've jotted down of like, you know what, the next week I need to really connect with this person more. That will make my job easier. So these weekly reviews, I, I found 
um, if I do this every day just as a daily review, um, th this has kick-started my whole task management process. So what I'll do is in leaving, I, I ride the train. Uh, I'll write down a, a few of my successes, uh, a few of my challenges, um, you know, three, four bullet points. And then a couple thoughts on just the overall day, of whether any lessons I learned, any flags, um, anything that I'd like to carry into the next day. And then my final, my final point there is what my plan will be for the next day right then and there on the train. Um, lot, lots of times that's already written out just from the last bit of work, and I've already kind of planned that out. But <clears throat> what it does, it's, it's been... Um, as I kind of journal in these dailies, um, with the pressure that I've had in, in substantializing myself in this kind of new transition, it's really de-stressed and allowed me to think a lot more clearly, a lot, a lot more calm, uh, and, and figure out some of the issues and challenges that may be there and to figure out what is going really well and walk in the next day, usually what I'll do is after I've done that journal, you know, I go home, I, I sleep on it, I plan the next morning, um, and usually planning will just be on the train. I'll, I'll get up, I'll work out, um, uh, you know, shower up and, and hit BART, um, which is Bay Area Rapid Transit for okay. <laughs> you guys down there, um, and, and jump on the train, and I'll, I'll spend five, ten minutes usually, um, going over the plans or changing them from the previous day. Um, but then I'll, a lot of times also, if, if I'm feeling up to it, I'll, um, and this is more probably two, three days a week, but I'll write down what I want the, the day to be like and what I want to focus on. Oh, cool. And lots of times that's personal. Um, and lots of times it mixes and has total overlap into the, the professional. But it's, it's been a very kind of zen uh, experience for me. So I, I would say my task management has been really uh, almost uh, the, the foundation of it has been on these daily um, daily reviews, these daily journals. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, there's a few things there. Like, first of all, I think it's really cool that you've like taken this concept of the weekly review and completely made it your own and, and adapted the ideas and are, are doing it on a daily basis. I think that's really cool because, I mean, uh, you know, there's so much advice around productivity online and it's very easy to to read stuff and it's hard to know what to um, what you should and shouldn't do. And I think it comes down to, to just trying and seeing what works for you. And I'm not saying that anything that I say in my seven-day plan or anything like that is is the be-all be all and end-all. But um, <laughs> I like to just kind of introduce ideas and concepts to people. And um, I, I love it when uh, you you do something like that. So you, you take an idea and really just make it your own and, and make it fit with how you like to work. Because there is no one-size-fits-all with this kind of stuff. So I think that's really cool that you've that you've developed the ideas um, and made them fit with how you like to work. And I guess just kind of summing up what you said, it sounds like the key sure. the key is like you're just getting more clarity around what you need to do and, and what you want to do next. And, um, you know, I think it's it's very easy to just kind of put your blinkers on and just try and plow on and just mm -hmm. do lots of stuff and, and do lots of work Um and you kind of fall into that trap of, of not really taking those moments to step back and assess how you're doing or, or work out what you really should be doing next versus what you yeah. think you should do next. So I guess that's, um, that's kind of what I'm taking away listening to you is that it's just by doing it on a daily basis, you've got much more clarity around what you need to do next going forward. Yes, absolutely. And, and that clarity comes from, I think when you do, you know, when you do jot your lists, when you do your journal, when you do, you have these kind of key points. For me, right at the end of the day, making a clear plan for the next day is, is so key. And also the stress and the pace and the environment that you're in, as you jump on that train and you write that down, it's kind of a checkpoint. And you can kind of say goodbye after that little entry. All the thoughts that you need to get out which for me, I mean, maybe I'm a simple guy, but this takes like a half page of my moleskin. And um, the to-do list that's included in there, 
all of that, as I close that book, and um, the latest thing for me in the last month, um, just due to the nature of, of the project, has been um, jumping into, one of my goals is to read one book a month, jumping into a book right after I've kind of closed, I've closed the chapter on work, and letting, I, I, feel, I feel calm, I feel clear about what's going to happen tomorrow, and I know what's happened today, and any lessons or things are jotted down, then I just open up a book, and uh, I've actually been reading Narnia <laughs> lately, because oh, cool. they're easy reads. <laughs> but I've, I've been plowing through, you know, I'm on my third book here in, in a month <laughs> with Narnia, <laughs> it's a, you know, <laughs> but it takes you, it, it allows you to just emotionally separate from work, and by the time I'm home, you know, you're in a new world, you know, and I... I think that's really important for for me. I think in the pace in, in work that I do, it's it's a great disconnect, um, and I think having that change of texture is really key for for staying motivated in this stuff because you can easily get burnt. I think I get burnt if I keep thinking about things, but if I allow myself to cut off and change texture and get it out of my system, then then I can keep doing this long term. You know. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Like, it just comes back to that idea of just getting everything out of your head and and uh, not bottling it up. I think is so important. Yeah. So, could you could you walk us through your day a little bit? You've met, you've talked a little bit about your routine. Um, could you sure. maybe walk us through like what is your what time do you get up? What is your morning routine? And maybe just walk us through what a, what a sort of a typical day in the life of Anthony looks like. Oh, oh, geez! This is this this really is um, at the wrong. This this is happening at the wrong time because the last two weeks, um, my my wife has actually gotten a new job, and it's been an interesting evolution. Um, I have uh, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule, and uh, a Tuesday, Thursday schedule, um, and I have the the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, I've now been doing chiropractics um, as my gym, um, so I get up. That's I, I go do my thing uh, with with her. She's working at a chiropractic's office, so that's so. Um, sorry, so, so, so I, what what time do you wake up? Sorry, I'll, I'll wake up at five thirty. Okay, so pretty early. Yeah, pr- pretty early, and uh, so I'll go and I'll do my my physical. Uh, it's now my exercise for the time being. My chiropractics. Um, uh, come home from that real quick and um, usually shower, uh, hop on the train, and uh, usually within um, within the first 15 or so minutes on the train, I'm kind of done with my planning and moved on to either a training or a book, um, you know, just getting ready. Um, and other than that, uh, for the most part, work has been really good, and I'm off by six and back on the train and usually wrapping up um, my, uh, my, my daily reviews uh, and getting home. I actually, in, in, in changing, in, in, uh, I actually moved as well in the last two months here and uh, my cute commute has been halved. So now it's only about 45, 50 minutes for the right. most part. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I've uh, as far as time home and uh, things, it's it's been incredible. But yeah, that's that's overall. I mean, that's my Monday, my Monday, Wednesday, uh, Friday schedule, and Tuesday, Thursday is a little different. And uh, depending on where I am, I have a gym pass where it allows me to go to different places in the city, um, depending on my location. So uh, it can it can change, <laughs> and does. That's really cool. That's um. That's and I I like the the variety. I think that's one of the things that I always try and seek as well is is making sure that my days aren't too routine in a way. Because I think I was living a very routine sort of sort of lifestyle, um, sort of six months to a year ago, and it was getting a bit boring. Yeah. And I think um I think it's good if you can kind of make things a bit interesting. And and I guess you're you're lucky in that you can you're in different places and working with different people. That's cool. Um, do you do anything else to kind of like chop and change your routine or anything like that? Sure, sure. Well, um, I, I think just as it is, I, there's quite a bit of variety. For me, changing it up is, uh, you know, is it going to be chiropractics? Is it going to be a gym here or there? Is it going to be a big run day? Um, I'm into running a lot. Um, so on, you know, weekdays, that's, 
that's pretty much, you know, my mornings will be a mix of one of those, uh, you know. Um, and then depending on where I am at work, uh, you know, that can lead to, um, you know, certain other activities. So, yeah. But, yeah. That's cool. Awesome. Um, so getting into some uh, some tools and, and uh, things then, some apps and things, what are your main – so you've mentioned Asana. Um do you have any, I suppose, part one question, do you have any top tips for getting more out of Asana in terms of like maybe how you use projects or tags or anything like that? And then second question is, what other sort of top apps or te- or tools do you, do you find yourself using the most that you would recommend? Yeah, yeah. Um, tips with Asana. Uh, recently, uh, I used Asana on a project um, for Google, uh, which turned out to be a lifesaver. Um, I was, one, it was a large project, which was pretty much on my shoulders. Uh, I had a producer that, um, a producer is, is kind of the, the person that's, that's uh, the liaison between the client and um, you as the artist, as well as um, kind of, really, they should be doing your, your task management. But um, that, my producer, um, who's a doll, uh, she works from home four days a week, is only there, um uh, one, maybe two days a week. So I had to become my own producer um, for this project. Uh, and then I had other artists come in um, who ended up working on the project the second half. And uh, so I would say that the tip that that I ended up falling in love with was just delegation, um, one of your four Ds, just being able to create these huge lists um, from the client feedback and fly through and, you know, um, just uh, assign one of the two people that were working with me um, and be able to get emails. I, I think it automatically sets this up, but anytime they, they finish a task, I would get a little reminder on my computer screen um, as well as an email, which, um, so if you're ever in the state of actually using it for, for um, a team project, uh, that was something, uh, be, acting as the producer was, was just a lifesaver for me. And, um, you know, it was very calming because I didn't have to ask or check in a lot. I was able to just see their progress um, and allow me to keep working. Um, and another thing in Asana that I, I absolutely love is just being able to create new categories, just the little colon. I mean, it's probably yeah, 101. Yeah. But I'm always recategorizing, and I, I probably do it too much, but it's amazing to be able to get your tasks into quick categories quickly, and uh, the sense of organization you get from that is just so spot on. Yeah, I, I agree. I, that's actually one of my favorite um, little features as well. It's so simple, but just being able to um, create little sections, even in the My Tasks view, so not just in projects, but in your My Tasks, just having little sections for... Um, yeah. the different tasks you've got going on is really good. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, as to other tools, uh, I'm very much into Apple Calendar. Um, I haven't gotten into Sunrise yet, but after getting the invite from you, I, I'm, I'm on the edge. I might jump. I might go for it. Um, well, actually, on that, I'm, I'm not sure because uh, I, in recent news, I think Microsoft announced, who bought Sunrise, announced ooh. that they are going to be um, it's. I think it's still going to exist as an app, but they're not going to be yeah. developing it anymore. I believe, and so it's a real shame because. So I think they've they've rolled up the, all the functionality into Ooh. their um, Outlook product. Um, gotcha. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Whether I whether I try and look at take a look at, take a look at Outlook, maybe because I I think it actually works with iCloud and Gmail. So yeah. maybe look at that option or try and find a different calendar. I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet, but um, yeah. Gosh, that, that'll one. stop you in your tracks. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, that's sad news. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I, I'm really into, um, I'm always using my Apple Notes, and I feel like maybe I should be using Evernote more as my go-to note, but I'm always using Apple Notes as kind of like scatterbrain, just get it down, don't care, it, like there's no organization, just get it down. Evernote is the is is my digital moleskin that I I love. It's got so many, so many tips, tricks, um, scripts, expressions, 
so many random things that I'll end up either creating screenshots of and then photoshopping, all sorts of golden little tools that I've been able to collect. Um, so I, I highly recommend um, Evernote. And for me, um, because I'm into cinematography or photography or um, this is for this program or that program or my own, there's so many different categories um, that, that I keep building out. I, I don't see... I, I really don't know what I'm going to do once Evernote goes under. <laughs> if it does, I hope it doesn't. It seems like it's doing really well. But um, for me, Evernote's uh, uh, absolute necessity in every job I walk on to. Um, I think this is a great tip for people that, that uh, you know, if you're using Evernote, what you have, you don't have to, you have your phone or your computer. You can walk onto any computer and open it up, I guess, same with Asana, and be able to just access anything that you've set aside that you know you'll need in the future and it's right there for you and and every job I've had um in the last three years I've I've been using it daily yeah I I'm a huge fan of Evernote and I, I think you're right like the fact that you can log on from any computer and not just with Evernote but most software now you can literally um, go onto any computer in the world almost and, and be able to access like Evernote and your Asana account and your calendar and uh, even like Google Docs and all that kind of thing. It's just, it's amazing that um, how everything is living in the cloud and it's so accessible. It's, um, it's really cool. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. So uh, Evernote, Apple Notes. Actually, it's interesting you mentioned those two because um, I, was, I was wondering whether I might do a blog post on Apple Note versus Evernote. I was kind of contemplating whether I should be using Apple Notes, but I, I think I'm going to stick with Evernote purely because it, um, it it just seems so much more powerful in terms of like the organization, the tags and things, but also with the the text indexing that it does. So if you take a picture of something, Evernote will actually scan that picture for text. So if you capture an image, some notes you take in your Moleskine and you, you take a picture and clip it to Evernote, yeah. it'll actually oh. scan the text. So I think that kind of thing is really cool, which uh, obviously yet Apple Notes doesn't yet support that. So I just no. think for those advanced features, um, I'm going to stick with Evernote for now. Oh, absolutely. I think one thing that drives me crazy with Apple Notes, and um, it's it really is... I wish I could maybe just delete it. I think it's a matter of habit. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you, if I just deleted that icon, if you can, um, and just just used Evernote simply to jot anything down and had a folder for that, you know, um, I, I think that would be a great move for myself. That's not, not a bad idea. Actually, I'm looking at my desktop now, and there's the Evernote icon in my menu bar. So I'm thinking... Yeah. There must be, oh, here we go. No, it says on the note, press, I don't know what that option is. It looks like the, maybe the function button. It's got that little triangle hat thing. Then command N, yeah. anytime to show this window. So I'm guessing I should really, because I'm a big fan of keyboard shortcuts. I yep. try and memorize as many as I can so that I can just not use my mouse as much as possible. So I need to memorize this shortcut so that I can bring up my Evernote little menu bar. Do you know the one yeah. I'm talking about, the little... Um, it pops up from the menu at the top of your screen. Um, are you talking on your desktop or on your... I'm yeah. trying to find it now. <laughs> yeah, on the, on the desktop. You, it, it might be you have to actually um, turn it on from your Evernote uh -huh. settings. But I'm in my menu bar, like where you see spotlight and your battery icon up there. Sure. I've got a little yeah. elephant icon. Oh, yes. I've, I totally have that. Yeah, so yeah. I think... So let me try... No, it's not... I don't know what the little... There we go. So oh, okay. So it's Control Command N on the Mac. So I imagine it's Control, um, I don't, control, control yeah. Windows N on a PC. But Control Command N will nice. will launch that, and it doesn't matter what app you're in. So you can quickly type right. Okay, I need to commit that to memory and start using that more. I think. <laughs> yeah, schnazzy. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, good one. Okay. Well, Anthony, as we as we come to a close, I wonder if you could uh, finish up by giving us for anyone listening interested in in making big improvements to their productivity, what do you think is like one of the biggest, simplest, quickest wins that they can take away in terms of improving their productivity? Gosh, I, I've, <laughs> I've sent an email out probably four or five times to some, some close friends and family members. Um, the takeaway for, for me personally was 
just doing the seven-day productivity course. Uh, I, I originally came across you by, by trying to find, uh, I was looking at um, different uh, book summaries. I didn't want to take the time to read, so I, I was just going to read book summaries. Uh, and they were, they were captivating. It was great to see all of the different, almost the pattern recognition that I found in, in seeing all these overlapping themes between these different books. And it was intriguing to me to go through so many. But then uh, I, I actually started doing that email course with you. And um, by the second day, I, had, I, had, I was getting up at 6 a.m. Um, it, it really was kind of like the power-packed punch for me to, to get rolling and to make sense of, of, of everything that, that I think we're alluding to. Um, so for me, as I've been kind of sharing my experience with others, I go, you know what, there's, if, if you really just want to get it all, I felt like the seven day productivity course was all of those book summaries kind of jam packed into a chronologically strategized system that, you know, within seven days you've learned enough to really have you just soaring on eagle's wings. I mean, it, it, so for, for family or friends that, um, that I know, that's, that's kind of the takeaway that I have from this experience was that, that's, that was the catalyst for allowing me to manage a very busy job and manage a, a major transition, a move included. <laughs> During all of this, I was moving. Um, and to be able to have it work out the way it did. Um, so, you know, that, that would be my takeaway is uh, just – get get started on that that email course um and uh yeah good luck <laughs> awesome oh well thank you for the for the really positive endorsement um and anthony thank you so much for for coming on to the show uh i think we're just coming up to the one hour mark and but it's been a great i've had a great time chatting with you and uh as i said before it's been so great to finally talk to you in person having emailed you a bit and and learning your story and it's just um no, thank you for being an engaging uh, reader of the blog, and it's just it's been it's been wonderful just getting to know you and, and hear your story, and I, it's just great to see how far you've come. And, and so, thank you for sharing your story and sharing your advice. And I know that I've learned stuff uh, talking to you now. So, um, no, just <laughs> thanks thanks again uh, for coming onto the show. It's been awesome. Oh, you bet. Thanks thanks for having me. This has been great. All right, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Anthony. As I said before, his story is really inspiring and I'm just so pleased with the progress that he's made. And so if you want to follow in Anthony's footsteps, then you can sign up to the seven-day productivity plan at paulminers.com slash seven days. And you'll receive an email a day for seven days, just as Anthony did. And you'll learn all about how to create a productivity system and a mindset for success. So thank you very much for listening to today's show. Remember to head on over to paulminers.com slash 15 for the show notes for this episode. And I'll catch you next time on the Productivity Podcast.